Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. I'll be performing at Clusterfest with Leslie Jones in San Francisco, June 21 to 23. Should be fun. Tour dates coming for her and me as well. My new album is out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Sirius. It's called Home and Away, so download that today. Today's guest, ordered my album, is an award-winning journalist turned stand-up comedian and radio talk show host. Not shy of an opinion, she uses her comedy to rip into celebrities, the news, her family, etc. And people love her for it. She has a one-person show called Daughter of a Garbage Man, which has been called a one-woman tour de force. She currently hosts Hanging with Langan, a three-hour weekly talk show on KGO Radio in San Francisco. And she is frequently a guest host on WABC Radio in New York City. Let's find out why she's here with us dummies and not on ABC's <laughs> The View. It's Maureen Langan! Boom! Let's talk wow, about Maureen. Thanks so, for being here. Right, of course, as I'm doing an intro, what is it, Mo? Oh, two weeks ago was my last day after seven years on KGO Radio. <laughs> yeah, give us a little heads up next well, time. Well, what yeah, happened? Well, they said to me, you know, they, th- first of all, I was on the weekends. I loved it. Just do my Sunday night show. Leave me alone. And everybody's clamoring for Monday through Friday. The new uh, program director said, Maureen, I assume, like the others, you want Monday through Friday. I said, I wouldn't assume that because, you know, I can do whatever I want whenever I want <laughs> yeah, like right. in this life. And he says to me, really, why? And I said, because you guys are like the abusive boyfriend that keeps telling you this time it's going to be better. And it never is. (laughs) So anyway, you know, they're doing paid programming like a lot of radio show stations are these days on the weekend to raise the box. That's what they're doing. All right. So that's the end of that. So you don't have to get on, you know, visit them anymore. I guess. Well, you did it all from here, right? From New York. Well, I did it from New York, but I also did it uh, a lot out there because I have my Sicilian lover in the Bay Area. Oh, so you you have to go back there anyway. Well, now it's just vacation time with your Sicilian lover yeah it's always a vacation (laughs) (laughs) i've never called you maureen in my life it's always mo did you always go by mo no i always go by maureen and people invariably call me mo Mo. it just i never go i'm (laughs) the only one i do too is your little dog right because it's easy for kids to remember i see that's good and where did we where did we meet i we we know each other forever the comic strip we did i think way back in the day Way back in the day did you you've passed there obviously and lucian gave you a critique then if you've been around that long Do do you remember what he said the first time he said wow um people speak highly of you i thought you were going to be funnier (laughs) that was the first time that was the first time that's a great one truth be told i was very nervous because of him and he's going on and on and the the light in the room the bulb is flashing and i think i'm going to have an epileptic seizure (laughs) but then he happened to be at caroline's when vanessa was performing right and i didn't know he was in the audience Mm -hmm. and i was very free and myself he goes that's what i wanted to see and then he passed me oh Oh, that's nice yeah Oh, wow. That's a good story. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> well worked out. He's so there. mean. Of course, it's, I haven't worked there in five years, but who knows? Well, it's diff- he's dead. Yeah, he's I mean. dead. Bye-bye. Um, God rest his soul, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's being, that's the Irish Catholic. God rest his soul. Is he the last guy that like told told it like it was, I guess, or whatever you want to call that? Well, I mean... He, Is he there anyone left in the business That now? tell you right to your face? That was the only mm-hmm. guy left that kind of had that routine. Well, he was an icon. The only person left. They don't tell you like that to your face, what they think. <laughs> they sort of... Uh, I mean, Esty had one... If you don't pass, she'll, when you come off, she will say, um, thank you. That's it. And yeah, that's but it. no one has like that meeting. All the clubs now, there's was how many people you bring in. They don't even. There's no. There's no, no and there's no system. That he, Lucian had a great system. Yeah, he was into it. Um, it's the, it's the Irish Catholic in you. You um, that's influenced in your act as well. Obviously, your life. But your mom was right off the boat from Ireland, right? She is, but she's very, very white, like skin cancer white. So we're safe in America. <laughs> we're very safe. No cage for me. Was she like the movie Brooklyn? Was that that's her was, life? Her life. Her life is like Brooklyn without the happy ending. Uh, I sobbed through Brooklyn like you cannot. Right. Imagine. It's got to be her. Did she see it? Um, I don't know if she saw Shersha? it. Shersha. How do you spell? It? S- <laughs> 
Sirsha. Sirsha. Yeah, how do you Sirsha. get from yeah. S-I-O? I don't know. It's like Siavon. Yeah. It's like those it's are the names. Roisin. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's Gaelic <laughs> names. It yeah, yeah but like, if you say it with an accent, it w- works perfectly. Oh, is it? Yeah. With an I O. I can't do the accent. Oh. oh, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, no, that was a great movie. That though. was a great movie. The only thing that wasn't true for me mm. is when she gets off the boat, she somehow gets her way to Brooklyn all by herself. That would never, <laughs> no, that would never happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what my mother said when she came? I'm oh, sorry, Neil. No, go I'm ahead. About to speak. No. Um, I asked my mother what stood out to her most when she first came to America. Yeah. And she came into New York, and her cousin worked for the Daily News and came and picked her up. She was Smith was her maiden name, so he went and grabbed her from the back because it was alphabetical. It's the first time she'd ever been in a pub. They took her there for lunch. Right. And I said, what stood out to you most? And she said, well, the buildings, of course, and the people. You know, she says, I'm 19 years old. I'd never seen a black person in my life. Well, how would I? <laughs> no one was coming to Ireland. Right. We were all leaving. But she says, what stood out to me most? That's so what she said. I get to meet Aunt Mary's house on East 68th Street, and I walk in, and what should I see right there next to the kitchen? An indoor bathroom. An indoor right bathroom. Right there yeah. next to the kitchen. Disgusting. <laughs> Putting a toilet right next to where you eat. We didn't have much on the farm, but we had the good business to go outside and do it far away from her food. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's funny. Probably. My father, same thing. He came on the boat and he said, uh, pajamas. That was the big one. I'm like, wait, you're going to, I'm supposed to change out of these clothes into another, other clothes to sleep. <laughs> like he couldn't God. believe that there was pajamas. Really? Yeah. And then, wow. and then the other thing was they all he went to the dinner the first night and they had steak right and so they put down like all like they gave him a steak and he does he starts cutting it and he thought it was for everybody and they just wanted him to cut it. Oh, this makes my heart. He's like, so he goes, he goes, wait, this is for everybody. He's like, no, that's just all for I'm you. Cry. Yeah, I, just, I mean, he had a million of those that he would tell me. Can but I those just tell two, you one more? Yeah, my mother went to a Chinese restaurant. Where's she getting a Chinese restaurant in the middle of a farm? And I'm right, like, right. And the cup comes with the tea. She's like, where's the handle? Because the Chinese don't have the, uh, the cups. That's under. right. They don't have the you, you should write a one-person show called uh, Pajamas and talk about your dad. <laughs> I'm not joking. That would be so moving. I can't. All I right. can't go well, through How old it. was your mom when she came over here? 19. Oh, she was. So, and then, well, just that was the only, she had to come over here, I guess, then, right? Well, she's one of 10. And well, yeah, I mean, she had to leave the guy who knocked her up in Ireland. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> she was one of 10, and she was very smart, but okay. they didn't have the money for the How do you have 10 But they children. all came? No, only three here, three England, one Wales, three stayed in Ireland. But oh, she wow. Came, wait, she came by herself to New York. Oh, uh, she ha- came with a cousin. Oh, she came with just a cousin. And she had an aunt okay. who lived here. Do you know Jack McCarthy used to do the St. Patrick's Day parade, and it was Captain Jack on uh, the Popeye? Yeah. That was her first cousin, and she stayed with him. Oh, wow. On the couch oh, okay. and paid money. Why did she come and the rest of them didn't? Like, when, why did they split up the way they did? Well, it's all opportunity. Like, one went to nursing school in England, ah. and one was a blacksmith who got some work in Wales. And, you know, just and what was your mom's? thing uh well she was really smart but she came here and she waitressed at the 666 building which is now jared kushner's Shh. building oh boy on um is that fifth avenue yeah yeah yeah, right yeah, there. yeah so wait so she just came because she just wanted her mother out. said you're going oh this yeah, is the mo- my mother wanted to go to nursing school in england mm-hmm. and her mother said you'll be a pain in the butt to your sister there she has her own new life oh and new God. marriage and she said you'll go to america Wow. Oh, wow. And there's no staying there. It was nothing there. There was nothing there. But the sad thing is she didn't go back for 25 years. Wow. There's no money. You come here, six kids. I'm sure that was the American dream when right. you got off the boat. Where can I find myself? Six screaming children and one alcoholic. <laughs> Where do we get those? Where do I Apparently turn? Apparently everywhere. Yeah. And uh, what, what place is she from? What city? She's not from a city. She's from a farm in the Midlands. It's called uh, County Cappen. And you've been back there? Yeah, I have Irish citizenship. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. So, like, when you went back there, you knew everybody? No, no, no one. I didn't meet them until I was 25 years about? old. Yeah, but everyone's your family. I oh, mean, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Isn't that how I it is? You go back there? There's like 44 first cousins. Can you understand right them? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, with well, a huge the accent? It is English language. I don't know. I know, but you know it's that. a huge <laughs> accent sometimes. I can't. I, one uncle I can't help. Uncle Brody, he's married to me. Exactly. Just like exactly. I don't know what you're saying. That's what it sounds like to me. But when you go back there, is it just this feeling of I'm home? No, 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 not at all. Here, New York. That's just in the movies. She's from here. That's a <laughs> you can breathe in such a way. When you go to the farm, I said to the Sicilian, when you because we got there late at night, I said, when you how, how big do you think it'll be? He said, three to five acres. Oh, you took the Sicilian with yeah. you? Oh, you, shit. You wake up, and it's as far as the eye can see, the farm. But oh, wow. Ireland's gotten very global since the EU. I mean. And you a, own property there? I don't. The, but your family. family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And none, no part of you is like, I'm going back there. No. Forever. No. No. Okay. All right. Let's get to Mo now. New York. <laughs> New York. So you were you were here doing like you, 
how did we get from you were a journalism major in college? Where'd you go to college? In English, uh, Montclair State. Montclair State, and so you go from there, and so somehow you land in journalism. Right. Well, I studied journalism. Right. I, I minored in that. But okay. I, yeah. And then how do you get from that to stand up? How did you we know, didn't want think, to do it anymore? No, people think it's like so different. I don't think and it's so different. I mean, you're speaking, you're reporting, you're standing in front of people. Yeah, it's I can com- see that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. I was always curious. I never wanted to be in the blood and guts newsroom. Right. And I w- when, but I covered politics and issues, uh, even though KGO radio thinks because I have a sense of humor that I'm not smart, which is absurd. That's <laughs> um, so funny. You have to take yourself so seriously on the news, and everybody thinks, "Oh my God, she's so important." You know. If you do a joke, they think you're not. Yeah. yeah I'm Maureen Langan, and now the news. <laughs> yes. Maureen Langan, New York. You're like, why can't you say in New York? I don't understand that. So Bloomberg said to me, which was really cool, he goes, Langan's the only one around here with a sense of humor. We had just started, um, I was one of the original five or seven when he bought the radio station in New York. Okay, we're going to get to Bloomberg in the second segment. I thought you were asking me that. No. Never mind. We'll get to it. No, I want to get from, how did you you get this from to stand-up comedy? Yeah, where's the first place you do stand-up comedy in New York? It has to do with Bloomberg, but I'll tell you that later. Um, It was... uh, Little bar downtown when I was 21. I was scared to death, and I didn't go. I did well, but I didn't go back for over 10 years. Oh, There's wow. so many people, people that, that come that in here and go, I did it, and There's then I didn't go back for, for 10 years. I'd say fear. I'd say fear like yeah. 80% of the people all did it and then stopped. That's it for like is four it a scar? Is it just was a scarring experience? Like this? It, no, you just want to crap all over yourself. Your stomach yeah. is in knots. Who wants that over You're and over so again? Nervous. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I did. I did the same thing. I did it, and I never did it again for a little while. When you went into journalism, so you got—is that your first job with Bloomberg? Out of that was before? the first job that paid me well, and it was steady. Not well. Were you on? Were you sent out on camera? Were you just writing the news? With what these were you cheekbones, doing? of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was writing and doing the news on, on camera. On camera, on television first. What TV show would? What station is that here? Oh, well, it's not. It used to have. Well, now online. I don't know where it is anymore because it's all business. Right. Um, no, it's online now, but it, it. I don't know where it is. It has its own channel now. Yeah, Bloomberg is. No, but channel. that was. What was it then? Oh, then it was associated with USA uh, Network. Ah. So it would air on that. On the USA Network. Mm. Oh, okay. But at first it was radio there. But prior to that, I was a, a documentary producer. And was on air with that. And what did you do for that? And any good documentaries we should? Well, did you enjoy it, it going been, somewhere and looking at bees? I mean, what were you? Yes, talking? I did a lot on bees and honey <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I did like the tri-state area's infrastructure and its impact on the global economy, uh, banking oh deregulation, and its impact on the consumer. No wonder why I never saw you on TV. I can't um, watch that. But, but you're was, you're writing and producing all your own segments. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But these were assigned to me. And then I um, did. Uh, R- Richard Hughes was the only person to serve as uh, the governor and state Supreme Court of New Jersey and Millicent Fenwick who was in the Doonesbury cartoons she was a, a pipe smoking oh, right. um, a congresswoman mm-hmm. and I came to the door very wealthy uh, Bedminster I knock on the door she knows I'm coming she's old I'm doing a documentary on her tons of old photos and I love all that historic right. stuff and she opens the door. She says, it's a terrible bother, but do come in. And then closes the door behind <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, So you did okay. You did these pieces. So how do you get to stand up? Get us there. Well, it, it has everything to do with the Bloomberg Okay, uh, but stuff. you decided you wanted to do stand up Because comedy. Bloomberg was starting to plant the seeds to run for um, mayor. Right. And I could no longer be a wise ass or do commentary or satirical world news because um, even though my segments had been the most popular – by the focus groups, it was now like, what's this woman making fun of her? I'd have the immigrant update with my mother. <laughs> I would take my father out. Who makes the better corned beef, the Irish or the Jews? You know that you can do. Right. That. Yeah. <clears throat> so I started to perform at night so I could have that side of myself. Uh, so this is why you like you like doing topical stuff. I do and I do, I do and I don't. I mean, you know, it has to have legs in comedy. So it's right. You do some topical, but then like the poor Kardashians. Like, um, well, I have a lot more Trump now, people. <laughs> One woman yelled, fuck you, and walked out. The other <laughs> you brought him up? I, huh? Did you I get brought a up joke Trump. out? I did. I said, uh, in China, 2019 began the year of the pig. Ours began in 2017. In fact, we're in the third year of the year of the pig. <laughs> that that was out. it? Mm, no, I think, and this is what I'm doing. Like, or maybe, I think it was this one. I said, people say he doesn't read. Because I figure if I'm going to make fun of the Kardashians with right. the books, and you know that has legs because they're still so famous and popular, but it's starting to bore me a bit. Right. I said Trump reads. He loves the classics. He loves Lord of the Lies. 
nasty little women and catch her in the pussy. Stop <laughs> <you>! <laughs> I said, don't let the door hit you in the pussy on the way out. <laughs> oh, oh, so man. True. Now or it could like, have been. They leave with the minute you hear, they don't even care. They just hear the name like out. I, or it could have been. Uh, Melania speaks five languages and she hates her husband in all of them, <laughs> including body language. And she swats, get away from me and Baron. All right, before we end the segment, the daughter of a garbage man, why, how did this come up and why, do, why did it come up? And do you feel better now that you get it all out since it's a one-person show? My father is a retired New York City uh, garbage man. That's where that idea came from. Right. Um, I just thought, you know, sometimes comedy can just sear your soul. You know, you're always out there. So I thought I have this level of... I mean, I humbly tell you this level of emotion and right. smarts. And I thought, why aren't I bringing all three of those together? So I worked with the director in San Francisco and I wrote it. And yeah, you know, it resonates for people. It's really hard to do because the emotional part, you're revealing right. things. And like when I said, talk, do your show pajamas, you right. said no, because it's too hard sometimes to go there. Well, I don't want to write a whole show about oh. that. Right, gotcha. <laughs> well, is it characters or is it just you? Well, it's me, but I become my mother and I oh, become so my characters. father. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I don't see myself as an actress. But I become my you know my father. Ah, what's wrong with you? You got that Jew thing. You got Moxie like Edie Gourmet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. like Hoodspot, but that didn't help me. Um, and you've written it into a TV show. Well, that's what's funny now. Now that's the next step. Ah, okay. there you go. So that's is that the dream gig? That's okay. where me and Lenny come in. What kind of parts do we got yes. for us in there? That's where we, we figured that out right away. We heard. Now it. we're interested. We heard TV show developing. Yeah, I, I can't do a one man show with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on. we're on the TV show. We'll be on the. I don't the, mind TV the show. Garbage yeah. crew. There's like a guy yeah. driving could, the yeah. truck, or and you, then he's in the back with your dad. Or you could be in the backyard at an AA meeting where he's helping other people. The we're blind, totally the blind. We're totally people totally he there would, we go never had a trick in my the, life perfect would, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna nail letty just dog him up real God. fast hit him hit he him would hard. be hit um, him hard i grew up <laughs> on the other side of town was where the people with money the italians and mostly jews live so i okay. think you could be the neighbor in high you know high school from that side the, the italian guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> you missed the put the top back on the can all right um so what's the dream gig to my end this one yeah my the, dream gig the view well, I you joking. know I was up for The View, right? Yeah. Tell everybody. Oh, you knew that. Yeah. I, I was on hold to do a week guest spot because Joy had left, and then the uh, executive producer was fired, and Maureen <laughs> Lankin was done with me. Uh, my dream John is, job is Mogos. It combines my comedy and my stand-up. I have a sizzle reel out, um, and it's I go places. I go by day. The journalist and me sniffs out the fun, the heart, and smart of an area, and at night I take tidbits of it and put it on stage. Okay. Perfect. Where, where See? Somebody with a goal. I, I, I'll, anybody who wants yeah, it. I like I that. See that. All right. HBO. Harvey I'm Weinstein saying. wants it. The thing's all damn. <laughs> damn it. He just went to jail. Tomorrow goes to prison and finds out what's <laughs> yeah. going on in there. Yeah. Okay. Let's oh. do the second segment, which is we'll all tie it all together with Bloomberg. I want to talk about Bloomberg. Well, Michael Bloomberg, the company that made him all the money was called Bloomberg. Bloomberg is an American businessman, politician, author, philanthropist. As of April 2019, his net worth was estimated at $62.1 billion, Jesus. making him the sixth rich person in the United States really? and the ninth rich person in the world. Wow. He has mean. joined the Giving Pledge where billionaires pledge to give away half their wealth. Uh, to date, Bloomberg has given away $8.2 billion, including uh, a huge $1.8 billion gift to Johns Hopkins University for student aid, the li- largest private donation ever made to higher education. He's one of the founder CEOs of Bloomberg uh, LP, a global financial services, software, and mass media company that bears its name, is notable for its Bloomberg Terminal, mm-hmm. a computer software system providing financial data widely used as global financial services industry. He began his career as securities brokers at Solomon Brothers, mm-hmm. blah, 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 on and on. He served as the 108th mayor of New York City, holding office for three consecutive terms, beginning his first term in 2001. A Democrat before seeking elective office, Bloomberg switched his party registration in 2001 to run for mayor as a Republican. He defeated Jesus Mark Christ. Green. We just lost half our, audi- our in, audience. In close <laughs> what are you doing? election hell me. as it, whatever. We get it. We, we get it. We got it. It's a rich guy. Mo knows him. <laughs> this guy's really rich. He gave you a big break was the point of this. Well, he didn't you give me that him. kind of money. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, we, got, I, we didn't get any money. You know him. Good guy. Very good guy. Yeah. Very good guy. And he loved Maureen Langan. Generous, kind, um, t- you know, tough, but really 
like the thing about him is I sat next to him for five years, like as far as Lenny is from me right. across the table. Was he on his way up or was this, the company was what do you booming? Think? I would think he was, <laughs> I mean, he was, he was he multi, down. was he already a 62 billion? No, he was a millionaire. He worked in Solomon Brothers. He took that money. He invested, I think, along with Merrill Lynch as a partner. And then he bought out Merrill Lynch, if I remember correctly. Mm. And when I first got there that first day, I'm like, what am I doing? I was working at the Nightly Business Report. Um, I sound like I'm boring, but I'm so much fun. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, but people don't know this whole side. And it's so funny when they dismiss you because you have a sense. That's what pisses me off. Um, not Most people don't, but KGO. Anyway, um, so I called him. I was at the Nightly Business Report freelancing. And they said, call Michael Bloomberg. I, I go, who is he? He just bought a radio station in New York. And I called him for, they wanted an interview. He said, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm just so busy right now because I'm just dealing with the radio. And we just bought it. I go, I know, do you need any reporters? And he goes, yeah, call the uh, program director. Here's his number. I got brought in and uh, I talked to the program director. In comes Mike Bloomberg. What does your father do? I said, he's a New York City sanitation worker. Great, you know hard work. Let's hire her. That's that it? Was, that's yeah. perfect. Wow. Yeah, wow. There he liked go. a lot of hard work. He liked the Irish girls. He he brought a lot of them in because he grew up around Boston. I guess we're the chicks he couldn't get back then. I mean, right. how he could get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like he's the mayor that says no to the mansion. That's did you ever imagine he he'd be mayor? I did not, but I'm glad he did. And it's unfortunate that he didn't pull well for running for president because he's really socially liberal, but financially uh, conservative. And I think he has a really great balance to him. Uh, he could be tough, but he's, you know, I, I just ran into him. We had uh, a reunion of the original people at Bloomberg. Oh, wow. And uh, we had it in his philanthropy office. <laughs> so he comes in. And there's a lot of people now who, who he invited, not just the original, but that's why he was having it. And I, he comes over and he goes, hey, Mo, how are you doing? I go, oh, let's get a picture, Mike. Come on. Just like <laughs> fun. Nothing. Right. Like, you know. And he goes, all right, I got to get out. He goes, yeah, yeah, I got to stop with the picture. No, more people came out to get right. pictures. He goes, yeah, I got to stop with the pictures because now everybody's going to want one. Now, I know him as Mike across from me. I go, right. oh, look at you, Mr. Big Shot with the pictures. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. And he just laughs because that's yeah. how I talk to him. Yeah. That's but that's how he who he is to me. No, right? he's got he's got that house right on 79th Street or somewhere there. That, yeah, you've yeah. been to that mansion thing. I yet? was once. Okay, yeah, many years ago. Damn it. Well, they had a comedy. They had a, a, a radio or? end. I mean, oh. they had a tell. Obviously, he's a it's a television radio station as well. He's a media mogul as yes. well. Well, well. I didn't know that at all. I thought it was just the terminal made him this big. The he terminal was a financial. Did make- guy the terminal made him the money so what it was a cash cow because he was renting it all these financial outlets would look at the terminal i don't even know what shots puts calls right. i don't even know what they're talking about it's like javelin i don't know what's going on i wasn't a business person right so he bought the station really to get his name out there more right i think yeah and so then this is where you came in as well yeah, did so, a lot for the station. Well, so I came in and I'm like glazing over as I'm learning about the terminal going, what have, what have I done? I don't <laughs> understand. I don't want to do this. And they said, hang in there. And then we started doing mock newscasts uh, before we went on air. And he's like, what's with you people? All of you read everything like with the same importance. Lang, and you're the only one with a sense of humor. You want to develop your own little beat. So I did commentary, satirical. For that terminal? No. Well, the stuff went on the terminal, but for W... For, for the TV. Yeah, for the radio. This, oh, for the we radio. We got to the TV later. Okay. Yeah, okay. so... So how long total were you at Bloomberg? Seven years. Okay. And you saw it grow and expand oh, TV to yeah, everything. Yeah, So yeah. why aren't you not still there and heading a media company? Oh, you would have... If you well, know him that well, you'd show. be the head of a media company at this point, yeah. wouldn't you? want to be the head of a media company i just want no, to No, why would you want that no we want you to be head of the media company <laughs> me and lenny want yeah that why would you want you. to be a media mogul <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, maybe you're right i just learned <laughs> yeah, shit. well Way i got to, to do all up. this stuff i was like yeah. you know about the best commentator in new york and i did all this really cool stuff and then when he started to run for mayor they, they reeled me in and yeah. they brought in a new guy and they're going to look at everybody's roles. And he brought me in. This guy, Rich Supreme, brings me into his to the conference room. And he's like, listen, we think you should do um, reports on retirement accounts for seniors. I don't even know what he said. So I listened to this 20-minute pitch. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there respectfully and corporately. And then he says to me, so what do you think? I said, I think I would rather stick pins in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So you leave at the same time he starts mayor. Rough. Or he well, starts no, to be. He starts he to wins. plant the seeds. To oh, be, we even, don't even know. Wait, so he oh, can't so let. He, yeah, he, yeah. This can't have been easy. If you sat across from him for you to go, hey, could, didn't you go, hey, Mike, I don't want to do reports about yeah. senior citizens, yeah. IRAs. Right. So I said, um, 
Well, the last two years I wasn't sitting next to him because right. obviously he was growing distant. He might have got an office. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, to, I went up to him, I go, Mike, I, I can't. And he goes, Mo, he goes, you have, you have a job here for life. I said, yeah, but I need a career. He goes, all right. I go, why don't, if you want me to do business stuff, why don't you let me go find that crazy dollhouse that puts a uh, doll fix-it store. It's like a doll hospital for dolls whose foots fell off or heads. Or why don't you like, let me go find the most interesting guy who makes widgets in Brooklyn. Like, let me find these people that businesses are unique and different and successful. Right. And he said, well, you know, I got, I'm deferring to this guy now who, because uh. he, Mike doesn't know, you know, didn't know TV or radio. He hired someone. So I saw, and he took good care of me, paid me for six months. I bought an apartment in Manhattan because of him. So, you know. Yeah. So now I I'm think that, that he, if he doesn't run for mayor, then all that stuff doesn't happen. But once he starts there, he starts right. blocking in the, you, your job changes. The focus groups are deciding. Oh, God. But no. There's a focus group for everything yeah. you were doing? I don't, well, I don't know. I know when they liked me before he started, you know, the focus groups. Because at the end of every hour, it would be five minutes of me. On right. the radio, on the TV. Five and minutes. I could yeah, they, people need that five minutes. How do you know they focus? Are you just joking so, around? Or no, did somebody they really told focus? me. Somebody that they focus grouped your stuff? Well, that, you know, I, I'm now, it's been a while. Yeah. So I just remember that they said they were looking at overall what's on the radio. And that this, <laughs> if you're trying to get back, because you don't have Maureen Langan, you know, being a wise ass or lambasting, you know, certain yeah, things well, or sacred yeah. cows. I mean, and then I also interviewed people like, remember Flip Wilson? Yes. Um, well, Martin Short, my worst interview. Anyway. Martin Short was? He was such a dick to me. <laughs> Why? I don't, he was just like, there was little tech problems and he was just uh, eye rolling and Cindy Lauper was great. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, these are my name dropping. But Did I they know. drop no, by the office or you had to go to them? No, they came. I, I mean, they he gets all? a lot of people coming yeah. in. People want to come to his office. And so why didn't you just do that? Well, I'll do, I'm the celebrity interviewer. Or, or because he, they took it away. I did oh, do it for seven oh, years. Oh, oh, oh. So did they replace you with somebody? Well, you know what was real? This was like probably one of the worst days. I created this whole beat. Like I booked the people, found the people, reached out to the PR people. And it was getting so busy that... Um, they hired me an assistant, which was great, a producer rather, not an assistant. Mm -hmm. And it kept growing and growing. <clears throat> and then she brings on an assistant who was like, I want to interview. And she'd give me these interviews that were so like, I don't even know who these people are. Well, if we interview them, we'll get Elton John. I go, yeah, we're not getting Elton John. That's not happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then she's like, well, she, Morgan won't cooperate. And then they start parsing it out to other oh people. To, and you know how that kills you to see somebody you interviewed? Yeah, I think that, though, when I see that on TV, they definitely went the opposite direction. Bloomberg absolutely has nothing but business. Th that's they what went, they had. They went like hard the other way. Well, like they always were want, that. They don't want any of it. They, they don't, don't want do any anything fun. like that. They don't do any fun. Well, they used to. It was exactly like you're seeing now, but with five minutes of fun at the end. Yeah, but now they cut out all the five. Unfortunately. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you saw it coming, kind of, which was good, and well, that's why you got to stand. No, well, they saw it coming and told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> but, I, mean, I gotta tell. Can I tell you one story about sure. it? Sure. Um, so there was um, the news director. He goes, no more authors, they're boring. And I had um, Frank McCourt of oh Angela's Ashes set to interview. Uh -huh. And he goes, you know, they're, they're boring. And I said, well, listen, he's booked. If you don't like it, we won't air it. <laughs> so Frank McCourt's understated. His brother Malik and McCourt is like a big personality. He was on uh, soap operas and a bartender in New York. Frank's more, he's more intellectually, kind of that more cerebral. I'm not saying that Malachy's not brilliant. So he comes in, I do the interview. He's a little, you know, staid, but it's brilliant work. <laughs> So um, we air it reluctantly, not me, reluctantly, right. the, produ the program director. Uh, guess who wins the Pulitzer Prize about three months later? Frank, Frank McCourt. McCourt. Yeah. So I, he goes, Maureen, why don't we air that interview again? I go, oh, you mean the one you didn't want me to do? You mean that <laughs> one, the Pulitzer Prize winning interview? Yeah. That one? Is that the one you want? Because I can find that one. The one of Frank McCourt, the one, the boring? Okay. Well, well weren't, how do they not see, like, like Paul Harvey, you know, know. is like, is a legendary radio personality across the world that everybody knows know. even they have to know that and they have to know that if you could be like a Paul Harvey type I know this would be great for the network yeah, but, but they I were like see, no I could see corporate America making these just they make just awful once you get focus groups involved and then I could see the group think if they make awful decision after the group, right well look at Trump then they then they just yeah. make terrible decisions one after another I mean it's going to be hard to to get through that. I, I, I'm on your side. I think it'd be impossible to get through that. Well, I stayed for a year while that was all going on, banked my money and started doing stand up. But your soul gets to a point where you just can't. Like maybe some people can. I just can't. I yeah. just I just can't. I'll be ill. Like, I don't. But my, I don't think Mike, it was really his choice because ultimately he could have had me stay. 
but it came it, it ran its course and he wants to go in a direction for his life it's not about maureen's career it's about his career and would, was, would you have worked with him or for him in political uh at, like when he went to the could you have called him and said hey can i be in the campaign can i be in the I guess I could. I don't think he would feel it was a match. <laughs> Why? You could have been his, um, what do you mean, Price Sarah person. Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then watch them break out all the old interviews. Watch that happen. Oh, what yeah. do you mean? Uh, for, what do you mean? For well, you? you know, people in politics don't want to go look at some old tapes of a comic being a wise-ass. Oh, break out tapes yeah. of you. Being, you know, risque. They'll or, dig up your old stuff and... Yeah. Screw everything up. <laughs> oh, she's a wise ass. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm on the right path, whatever that is. I don't have any idea. No, I think some networks have gone the, like a, a network like CNN went the opposite. They decided that they, they're going to go in on Anthony Bourdain. And then all of a sudden they got a whole new, they're like, oh, we love this. You know, they, I don't think they went in on that at the beginning thinking it was going to be this thing. That's but right. now they're all in on that. Well, Mo they Goes. They don't want to do the news. Yes, yeah. well, Mo Goes. Mo Goes is that format. Yeah. It's, Bourdain with a sense of humor. Okay, yeah, so, so I think how do you not? You got to find the network that wants to do it now because yeah. uh, I got a network for you. Bloomberg, can we just <laughs> bring it back? Want, can you just call them? They up? don't want to do it. He, though. It's a massive media company. I know. Pitch but, it to them. I mean, yeah, maybe they. But want I'm not talking pitch network. it to their producer at Bloomberg. Pitch it to Bloomberg. Yeah. Hello, Mike. It's me. I have an idea for a show. You're yeah. telling me that can't get off the ground? Yeah. Tell me how we can make this happen. And if, yeah. You know, I'll go find the businesses around the world. There instead you go. Of these people. Why don't wouldn't he want to get that yeah, a shot? Uh, yeah. Like you, like Neil just said, Anthony Bourdain is huge. You just throw his name. I could be him for you. Boom. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna send that. Well, I don't have his direct email anymore, but I have somebody who there works. There you go. For him. All right. Call me when you need me for the next great idea. All right. <laughs> That's why you need we're the juice. Of our own you got job. Moxie. We're thinking of our own jobs. Really, <laughs> don't think we're really thinking of you here. <laughs> no. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. We're thinking of us. I we're like, it. I wait no, a second. Uh, I could work for. No, well, just, no, Mo's I like, know, I'm going to Thailand. We're not going to Thailand with Mo. Have you? Why are we going to Thailand? I don't want to go. I'm in. Oh, Neil's in. I'm the producer, and you called me an assistant, but now then you changed that to producer, and that sounded pretty good to me. Yeah, whatever you want. And Lenny can be like secondary producer. He's telling you right going. now he's not, he's not that going. doesn't interest me she knows this doesn't anything on bloom i like mike bloomberg i thought he was good nice jewish boy i'm not following i don't understand anything that guy Look, has Mo, to say. we're going to thailand Mo Lenny's and out. Neil do you have any feelings on mike bloomberg good you i have only good feelings about that guy he was a good uh, mayor. my favorite thing is like i said earlier he it's, he's so rich he says no to the the uh, mayor's mansion. I like that about him. I oh, think that's yeah. funny. He's I mean, like, I'm not living in that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how rich you are. That is funny. Yeah. All right, let's go to the third corner. We take a hard look here. When I watch your act, Mo, there's a lot of women and men. You're not shying of opinion here. You've lived through it. You've dated. Tell, fix us. Fix the whole thing. Give me your fix. overall woman well, and men the, analysis. What's the third topic? That's it. Women and men. Jeez. Oh, women and men? Women and men. Are do dating. we actually need each other? Of course. Of course we do. I think now, no. Why? I just do. I mean, I, I mean, I like having Gina, and of course I love Whoa, uh, Birdie. Whoa, now. Are you I mean, I love my wife, of course, but if I... I mean, I know a lot of people need the other person, need the other oh, person. You I know think what I mean? in society, do we need both? I didn't realize your your marriage. Oh, no, no, no. I'm about. saying need to be together. Like, is it still like, oh. like, does everybody need somebody? It's nice to have. I mean, it's I'm, nice to have. But do you need it? Like, I know a lot of people are free. A lot of people I know are freaking out because they don't have somebody. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm good alone. I can do a lot alone. And my Sicilian is in California. I'm here. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm thinking bigger, like. This negating of the male and female energy in our society. Mm. Like, you know, everything is non-gender. And I think that's cool, too. And there are people who are trans and there are people who are identified. There's so much going on. LGBTQSTURV. Right. So I think you need the male and the female energy as well as the, the non-gender mm. in, in our society. But you know what? Ha being in a really good relationship has given me... Um, a sense of something that I never had before, which is nice, like doorknobs and work, because <laughs> he likes to fix things. He oh, like, you know, so you can open things. I just read that relationships were the key to everything. Really, I don't know where I read that. They maybe the New York Times. That, that literally, that it boiled down to like how to be the key to health, the key to everything was. I think so. Relationships, not just a man or woman, but friends. Uh, I, that. I I think so. You know so what I go. did. You know, but on same level, when I say I don't need anybody, I think I could have lived the rest of my life single. But there was that's why I, I thought I needed something. You know what I mean? I needed to be complete. I wasn't complete. And I wasn't finished. So I'm like, so I do feel that it's all come together nicely. And when I see people who are single trying to find that. 
they look like they're unraveling. <laughs> like they can do it until maybe 50. We've seen a million people midlife crisis, crisis this. And if they haven't had it to know that they'd rather be alone or they, you know, they just never had it to know or they're still trying to get it, it's driving them nuts. And I'm talking close people in my life, like celebrities and not celebrities, you know, alike. Celebrities. Yeah. So, I mean, they need to. Wait a second. No, even the seller, you know, the comics down at the seller, they've never been with somebody. They're trying to. They're talking about I'm just saying. They're famous in our world. Nobody else knows them. Nobody else. They're saying, yeah, Neil is celebrity. Wait, can you live, uh, can you just live be single and just live it up and have a great life absolutely you can i think you can can. and you can also have. oh you say yes to that oh absolutely i think you totally can you were saying the opposite no i'm saying it's i'm saying if you never experience it now like i've experienced you're saying you have to get it so that's gone so you have to get it then get divorced or whatever and then you can live happily ever after no i can see people doing it but it seems like everybody i've seen not ever been like in a long-term relationship or not really have gone through that and they always think the grass is greener on the other side if they don't experience it at least a little they start to unravel then unravel at least make a decision you have to get it and then make the decision Well, he's saying listen i have visited uh fiji and it's nice but i don't need to live there you're just saying you've experienced both and you're telling people some things are delicious and some things it is still delicious but you know you're gonna live fine without it but a lot of people are telling me i they need to go to Fiji and they can't get to Fiji. Right. And then they're right? going to go like, there and go. I'm like, you need, I'm like, and I'm totally with them. Yeah. You probably need to go to Fiji to make, to get it out of their system. Get yeah. Fiji out of your system. Get Fiji out of your system. Get Fiji out of your system. Cause then you could really make an informed decision. Some of these people cancel. They're like, I got to go to, Fiji. they spend the rest of their lives going, I never went to Fiji. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No, I, that'll I, be their big regret. Yes. All right. So get to Fiji. Then you're home free. But yes. I think it's also too, right. like, um, if I may speak freely, please, um, you know, I had a number of miscarriages and, you know, there's a little be, too freely. Is it too freely? <laughs> no, and I always say, you know, you're, you know, you're on. Neil the, had a number of miscarriages. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, like yeah. to say. Well, he could be in a partnership where that happens. And, and when we say true. miscarriages, we mean what do you pitch meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of script. One page. <laughs> we pitched a lot of stuff yeah, that yeah, I yeah. did it. I went out, spent the money. Everything was good. <laughs> Shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got this. Publicist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Fair sorry. You no, sorry. No, don't worry about my debt. Yeah. Just kill. We made light of it. Miscarriages. Well, I do too. I say, you know. You know you're on the fence about having kids when you have that many miscarriages and your mm. response is, whoa, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, too, people will say to me, and I'm okay. I'm really okay with it. In fact, you know, dare I say I'm relieved because being the oldest girl of six, I had so much responsibility growing up. Mm. And that I feel as an adult, I could do whatever I want whenever I want. And that has always been my goal. Because people remember the good old days when you were a kid and you could run free. Where did mm. you live? Who, who was your parent? Yeah. But so... But I'll have people, I had a sister-in-law say to me, no, you're not okay with it, no. I go, no, but I am. Like, there's always, I love children. I told Lenny I wasn't coming here unless I got to meet a little one. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm still fulfilled. Right. You know, without, without yeah. children, though people. So well, it's even also, people don't believe it. No, some don't. Yeah, people think, oh, that can't be, I, that can't happen. Right. What's the fundamental difference that you see between men and women in the year 2019? Like, what is, what, what, where do they butt heads the most? Were they butthead? See, mm. is I, it like it's a patriarchal society? Well, so, that's what's really, and it's driving women insane. Or should we just reverse this and then we can bitch for a while? No, what's pissing me off is that we have the power. Women, we're fifty-two percent of the population. We have to support. We have to hire. We have to push each other ahead. That kind of thing. There's no reason for this dynamic to be the way it is anymore. Right. Except those in power get to choose those in power. Right. <clears throat> so, pardon me, my allergies. It's all right. You want some water? We can get I'm some right. water. I'm good. So anyway, um. I think with the Me Too movement has been very important because, mm-hmm. and I would say, why not me? Like, I would, you right. know, the guys that check, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It's bad jokes. <laughs> People don't like it. But um, <laughs> the thing is, you, you grow up dealing with that all the time, like working in a restaurant and, and the chef grabbing your tit with a thong, you know, a tongue, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Uh, so I do think that movement forward is important, but I also think we have to be careful not to negate the sexuality between each other and the flirting. Where can it happen? You meet people at work. You meet right. people like, so I think the pendulum has swung. We got to be careful because rape and sexual assault are horrible, horrible things. But we can't also do a little wink and a nod or hey, you know, I think you know, want to come have so a drink. So I think we've gone a little too far that way. So I, you still want me to hold the door open for you, or well, you know, I, I <laughs> was talking the other. Yes, of course, but I'll hold the door open for you. Oh. And I'm walking. I'm saying like you get to a certain age, you're invisible, 
And I was walking to a bank and this millennial with his polka dot bow tie slammed the do- door in my face. I'm like, hey, polka dots, you just slammed the door in my face. <laughs> He's like, yeah, lady, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. I go, no, that's why God gave you a neck. Look at how that works. There we go. But I also think men are feeling threatened. Um, I think they're so used to having power. And I think that's why we're seeing an administration that only reflects a certain type of person. And, you know, when you're a woman and you look at that, you're like, and even in the comedy world, you go, like, where are the But the, the shows? women elected them. You know that, right? Well, uh, 31, 52 percent of white women, not all women. Well, how does how do you get to that? I've been saying that forever. I don't I think and we'll make this really quick because well, we don't really talk politics. Hold on. Hold on. 52 percent of white women. They don't have to go in. That should have been like 2 yeah. percent. I was I was mortified. I <laughs> How said, did fifty two percent? They got it. It's a private booth, right? Yeah. Nobody can see them. They can go home and lie. Yeah. Women lie all the time. Sure, we do. That's all we do. Well, We're I'm just lying saying, twats. Uh, hey, did you spend uh, three hundred dollars on shoes? No. You know yeah, they can it. no, but I can. They can white lie. This is an easiest lie. Who'd you vote for, honey? I voted for Trump, just like you told me to, and should have pulled it for Hillary. What happened? I don't know. I think um, women for Trump, it's like uh, vegans for roadkill. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. I think there's a lot of women uh, who think still have that thinking that they hated Hillary so much. Yeah, they hated Hillary. Well, because she's painted well, cause she's painted as what? A smart lady? She was shrill, corrupt. Yeah. But blah, you got to blah, blah. remember, they're not voting for Trump. They're, they're voting, voting for the White Republican people. world. No, just the Republican world. Money. They're voting for guns. Coal. Just that thing they're voting for the south right. they're voting for that let's thing get back to men that and women it. and that's that's what women are they're not not like they love trump they hated hillary but they vote for that team it's that team they don't give a shit what it is but look where she lost pennsylvania yeah. um wisconsin they there's working class people who didn't see seen who did not feel seen and they were voting for their economics mostly yeah. and there's a lot of women like trump can grab my pee anytime they'd wear those shirts it's kind of disgusting to me and um I'm in pain over it, and I remain in pain. Thank Sorry. You. Well, so <laughs> Sorry are, to bring wait, it up. So I'll bring it up. So are they happier? Is everybody, you're saying all these problems and stuff, is it better when, when people back in Ireland were having 10 kids? Like, is that... Well, is we're going to have that here is, soon. Is that the dating world? You see what I'm saying? We've moved on to where we have all these freedoms and everything. And but For now. Or is the world of, like, my grandmom's family, they had like going 12 back. kids. Like, that's all gone forever. But is that better? Is, are you saying those people are happier in a relationship? Like, that... You just start pumping out twelve kids or ten kids. I don't see the analogy. And then you raise well, your family. I think like that is that a happiness thing? You know what I'm saying? Well, it was the dynamic was you know barefoot and pregnant, right? And the men will be the breadwinner. Well, I don't know. That's I not can, how I it has to be. People come from women, a very strong line of women in my family, mm-hmm. and there was just no birth control. That was the problem. Right. No birth control. Now we have it. They don't want abortion, and then you can't get birth control because they want to shut down Planned Parenthood. If you don't want abortion, uh, make birth control available it helps you from getting knocked up i was on birth control a month before i ever had sex it's important get on the birth control that's why i'm a huge supporter of planned parenthood <laughs> that's why everybody way, would be on the the idea of planned parenthood. i think you would think and just an aside i know a little political late-term abortions 1.3 percent of the population and usually severe physical um ailment of the baby or the mother might die thank you <laughs> um okay so when you're in your relationship who did more for whom did you do more for him? He did more for you? Was it even? Because I'm going to tell you right now. This I, is, go ahead. You do more. Like I do way more for my wife than she does for me. Oh, period. God. You're killing And Bethel today. does way more for Thank Neil. Thank God Gina doesn't listen oh, I'm gonna, to this I'm going to help. I'm going to help. <laughs> Bethel. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you talking about Bethel does? Bethel does way more you do for you. Both, we, both, you we both do stuff for each other. I don't That's think a great answer, like a Neil. one-sided thing. Oh, I do. Well, how do you figure? Well, um, if there's cooking, I do it. If there's cleaning, I do it. You don't hire someone? Mm, no. Well, we have one person come in one, you know, one every other hey, week. But that was my somebody. birthday present. <laughs> Wait. No blowjob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You Couldn't cook. get it. You cook. Yeah. Like you have the meals prepared every night? Like Not every so night, you but deliver a couple nights food. a week. You get food ordered and delivered here. Right. No. I exactly. actually cook the food. You go into that kitchen and yes. cook shit. All yes. right. I didn't even know that about you. Yeah. The Sicilian, um, <laughs> I've never been treated ni- more nicely in my yeah. life. He cooks for me. He's su- so supportive. When I was married to Pete McDermott, I think th- it was equitable. I mean, he w- had the steady income as an engineer. I was bored out of my mind, but had a dental plan. And the other <laughs> thing, <laughs> no, he was a good guy. Lenny knew him. Yeah, he's great. Um, I think, though, I pulled a lot of the weight moving forward. It was very heavy. Like, I'm the one who makes them, let's get this going. Let's buy the place. Let's do, you know. You mean let. you brought the adventure to the relationship? Kind More of. than that. Also, the respo- level of response. He was a procrastinator. So even though he showed up for work every day of his life and has a good that job. That was it. Um, yeah, he couldn't move forward. And, you know, 
whether it be anything. My, so he, he was happy just working, coming home, watching, watching some, some TV. Yeah, a lot of hoop. And, and then and next thing you know. Yeah. Oh, shit. My wife brings the like mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are that person. He's that guy. I. That's not true. I bring some adventure. We went to the magic uh, show. That does, he does bring a little bit of adventure. We went he, to close-up magic. Does that count? But, a surprise her with close-up magic But Bethel has tickets? to go, can we go <laughs> out, please? You know. Yeah, I'm not talking adventure. I'm talking about making decisions for your life and your future and what yeah, that's going to look those like. Those are harder. That's what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. So I felt I was walking backwards up a hill with, with rocks on my back. Oh, no, heavy. we do. Gina and yeah. I definitely do that together. You want a vision of where this thing's going. Uh, yeah. Like you want a plan. But I, he should have. He he's a good guy. He should have been married more to somebody who goes to the PTA meetings and is a little sexually repressed and, you know, buys a bench for, for the church and yeah. with the name on it. Like that kind of person. How about a, Looks does, a little dykey, you know, but not really. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I it's straight, you. but wears the yeah. polo shirts. You got what I'm saying? A lot so of like khakis. like a female television kind of, someone that will just be there while you're watching TV. Yeah, go to hoop and games and yell. Yeah, like exactly. those girls who wear giant No, I don't want that. That's awful. They scream ah, at the yeah. with you. I always tell Lenny, the last thing you want is a girl sitting next to you with the freaking jersey on. You, you <laughs> want to wear the jersey. You don't want the girl wearing the jersey you right. want her to have her own life and then you bring it together and you Thank share you. it together yeah i'm with but, you Neil. but a lot because then it's just two two robots working together, like two people following each those other. are the ones who vote for trump they're just too into the male world that they yeah I don't know. well you don't have to worry about that with bethel that i can tell you that <laughs> i st- i watched the freaking tony's last night he did Tony's. i watched yeah. everything and i got into it the- <laughs> i was singing songs. well you go to plays i do like broadway Neil does go to more. broadway the oh. broadway channel has seeped in so much so that I'm be you know maybe you maybe know it is all changing for yeah. me maybe she now. is gonna be yes the go ferryman ahead. won best play yes I saw the ferryman there you go that's and it's about Ireland. that's your play Ireland and then it's a powerful play and it's I couldn't even understand some of the about accents, the harvest uh, it's not about well it's really they about say the, the trouble ah see you I couldn't understand the accents like some of them see it's Northern Ireland the troubles uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah, in yeah. the early eighties that sounds like fun it was it's really funny the acting is so incredibly great yeah thus kids too right. Uh, kids in it? There are kids in yeah. it. The Patty it's your Cassidine. family. It's your family story. I just roped that together. Except without the IRA and the dead people. <laughs> Damn <Okay>. it. <laughs> I know. It's like kind of meant to be. Wait. So when you, but when you go back to the whole relationship thing. Yes, is please. Planning a, like when you say you want a plan or you want a vision. What do you, are you talking like? I want to know that I'm going like on a European vacation. No, in a are year? we having kids? Aren't we having kids? Like are we big, going big to um, invest in this or aren't we? Do you oh, do that? Well, do you have like sit downs with Gina and be like, okay, we're, yes. this is our, in two years, we're going to have, you know, $720. Yes. In that's why our and you talk relationship about it together, works. Yes. And you, and you, you look at the accounts together. Yes. No, they and say you have we're one gonna... bank account. No, no, we have two bank accounts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we have two bank accounts, <laughs> but the views very, very similarly as far as like, do you have the password is... for her account? No, come on. This is how we know. We have to pay this amount of money per month, and that's you more than her. Well, totally. no, we she right now it's she's the. You want to know how we split our money? I pay basically pay for everything, but she pays for the baby, which is so it works out. It basically turns out even. Got it. You understand? Yeah, yeah. When we move, oh my god! When we move, we're both poor until that kid goes to school. Yeah, yeah. You, you've so overstepped yourself. Yeah. You've overstepped. For a little while. Well, they, when they sit down, their goals are to get the table out of the bedroom and the crib out of the bedroom. Yes, that's see? their plan. There's a crib behind me. We need just need to get, we need to get our it's lives like, back up and yeah. running. You know what I mean? A yeah, little bit together, because then you lose it a little bit with the men and women. I but think it's hard. Though, my to my do wife does, does well, and I'll end the same way with this. My yeah. wife does better than anybody is take care of that kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is the mother is a big big Work. burden, mm-hmm. and she works, so she's working. It's exhausting. Yeah, so, I do have to say Pete McDermott was very good to me, very supportive financially, and a good guy. I just wasn't the right one for him. Thank you. There you go. Oh, very. How nice. long are you guys together? We were together, married six years, but we were together seventeen. Seventeen years, and he wasn't the right guy for you. Well, well that you took a while well, to figure out. You know what out. happens once we got married? It's things, changed. Uh, no things on uh, things he didn't tell me. Ah. Uh. Oh, yeah, so secrets. I found that out, and I was I very heartbroken by certain things. Nothing nefarious, no kids in another you know yeah, city. Yeah, just, just lies, and you can't base a marriage One on One thing men and women could do better. Oh, really talk to each other. Yeah. Just really talk to each that other. That helps. And that's good that Gene and I eventually, we will what, sit what down. Is that? If you Wait, can't, you What done. does that mean, though, really talk to each other? Like, um, like, tell me. I don't understand. Like, like, I really need to know how you're feeling. Like, you can't overkill it. 
No, but you can say, you know what, I'm not, okay, I haven't been feeling attracted to you lately because yeah. of these things, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it means a lot to me. Or, you know, I have some resentment about that because that was an important day to me, and you didn't acknowledge it, and I think sometimes that you're tuning out a lot, and I just want us to figure out how we can connect better. Stuff like that. Yeah, see, okay, Mo's not okay. afraid to Constantly talk about that. checking in. Yeah, well, not constantly. Right, well, Bethel's probably need to hear about you. Let me oh, call oh. Yeah, you better, sakes. you better Jesus confess Christ. to something at some point. But in your the life, negative you know. things too, the resentment, <sighs> not out of anger, but like I feel resentful about this, or you know, I've been holding on to this. Like you know, like yesterday, my wife, I told her I'm going to call the federal government and tell her we can drop her into any foreign country and she can fart there and kill <laughs> the entire army of that country because her farts are. She deadly. farts and see, I don't fart in front of the fellas. Brutal. Yeah, we don't do, we don't mean, yeah, that's, how, don't that's why our relationship's good. We don't bring that whole conversation up. When go. I said open up, I didn't mean that way. Oh, yeah. all right. When we go to the bathroom, we say we're going for an office meeting. <laughs> we don't ever acknowledge that we're going to the bathroom. Office meeting? Like, I got faxes to do. I'm sending out faxes, <laughs> faxes and initiatives. Uh, and then she's like, where are you, Neil? I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in a business meeting. <laughs> sometimes I'll mock conversations in there. Oh. If it's a long business meeting, I'll yeah. be like, yeah. guys, come on, get the projector working. I got to do a PowerPoint. Like, it's always that. Thank it's you. It's a whole bit. And that's it's great advice nice. for everybody. All right, the fourth corner today. We usually play a game, Neil, but I went off the board because we have Mo here and she's got the, the show. Yeah, we've, we're solving. Daughter we're solving, of a garbage man. We saw big Dropping some big bombs there on us. Did? Yeah. Bombs. Not, I mean, with the whole uh, the, the late term abortion, I thought that was informative. Nice. Oh. This Something one's. We don't do for our show. No, this one's called uh, "Mom or Dad." So I'm going to give you a choice of you. Who's oh, better at mom or dad? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First one: You're in a foxhole in a war. Who would you rather be in there with, mom or dad? My mom or my dad? Yes. My mom. Well, no, you wanted somebody else's mom. Okay, you can go off the board and pick somebody else's mom. No, I was what just do you thinking, want? I was just like Mother Teresa. It, I thought we were doing it. A generalization. Do I want to? But if you're talking specific, my mom or my definitely my mom in a foxhole. Why? Because she's a go-getter. She's <laughs> going to get, you out get of there? shit done. Yeah, my dad's just going to be like, ah, fuck, looks like it's uh. the end of the road. <laughs> 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 fuck it. <laughs> Mo? My brother, the Marine. Um, yeah, that would help. My mother. Your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Me, it's my dad. He survived World War II, so wow. I'm pretty sure my mother would not, she's not an athlete. She would not do anything. You know, my dad, if you can get out of, Nazi yeah, Germany. Yeah, you're going to take your dad. Yeah. yeah Not yeah. only that, but I'm going to list every word he says, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure some of it will be crazy. and I'm just going to have to go with it. I Listen, my mother endured six kids and an alcoholic husband. She yeah. can endure some people with a gun. You, you know who go. I don't want to be in a foxhole with? Who? You. What? Because it's just oh going to, God, it'd be yeah. awful. Yeah, what are no, you talking about? I would yeah, totally yeah, get yeah, us. You get us no kill. Yeah, please. You get us Absolutely killed. not what I get us killed. I have my father's survival instincts. Neil, you go up first. <laughs> Let me tell you something Neil, right now. I got it here. No, I'm serious. I got it here. You go up first. Yeah, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I like I'm gonna, staying here. I, I like this. to travel. I'm yeah. going to tell you exactly how it would go down. I can't go up. I don't have my glasses. I'd figure out how to. <laughs> I'd figure out how to get out of there. Neil would be still be in that hole. That's exactly what Neil. This is exactly what we're going to do. And Neil would be like, I'm not going. I'm definitely I'm the guy right that here. pulls the body over me and just hopes for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this has got to yeah, work. Absolutely not. I would yeah. run. Use them for cover. Yeah. I would run out of the hole and I figure out a way out. I would kill you and then put you over me. Absolutely not. I'd figure out a way out. You would still be in that hole. You're absolutely right. You'd pull the dead nearest dead guy <laughs> on top of you and wait seven years until that war was over. I'm a survivor. You ridiculous. They're gonna catch you. They're, you'd have guns pointed at you in the hole. All right. Who? How about teaching you something? Dad or mom? Uh, I guess I gotta go with my mom again. again? Sorry, pops. <laughs> well, she was a teacher, wasn't she? Something my dad's good for. We watch TV together. That's right, hold on a second. Moment. Teaching first. Yeah, that's my mom. My mom just Hoops would, taught you how to play golf, uh, or shoot nobody, a ball. Or no, nobody like that. But but my mom's a learner, and she'd make me read. He, she still makes me every time I step in the house. She's she got like read. five books ready to go. Oh like, man, you gotta read this, this, and this. And I don't, I just can't read anything. I, <laughs> I bring them all upstairs. Put them by my bed. It's just like a stack of books. Nice, Mo. My father, he teaches me street sense. Uh, you got to say hello to people. You know, you know, if somebody helps you out, you give a hello. Hello. You don't say money. You never say money on the job. You know, right. you tip people. You know, and he also, um, you know, he just like has that street smarts craziness. I would say that both of that's interesting people that you say smarts. that. Or oh, I was gonna, I might street bring smarts. Them. street they, smarts. It's a different thing. Street, you know, like but the people, guy. like it's people. He, he, he says you have to navigate. You got to know how yeah. to do things. That's why we said I have moxie. I know how to talk to people. You have to know who to tip. You have to know how you handle things. Yeah. But you never say, you know, just like hey, your sister doesn't even know how to drive in the city. For Christ's sake, go talk to her. You know. And believe it, 
believe it or not, that's a rare quality. He is like yeah. nobody has that anymore. I find more like fewer, the guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, fewer and fewer people have that like personality to actually deal with humans. Like they just can't oh, he hates deal with people. anybody. He hates, <laughs> no, he hates people. He's a pain in the ass. So he's Archie Bunker, Fred Sanford, and Marlon Brando the early years. But let me tell you, can I just tell you what sure. he taught me about, you know, you got to get a guy, you know, get a guy, you know, and, and then he moves the fingers like, you know, get right. some money. Yeah. So when I was married to Pete McDermott, uh, the super put those safety grates in and yeah. they're supposed to replace them for free. Right. Right. And so I didn't know they're supposed to replace them for free. So the super charges me 300 bucks to put them all in. So then somebody in the elevator says to me, uh, you know, um, so did you get those put in? I go, yeah, well, what do they charge you? And he goes, oh, no, they're free. I go, oh, okay. So I don't out the, the super. Um, see, that's how you handle people. Right. So I go to the super. I go, hey, I, I don't know if you know this, but the board said that they're supposed to be free. I, I, like I'm playing stupid right. yeah, so yeah, to yeah. let them off the hook. Like he goes, oh, well, let me get the guy. Uh, I'll get the money back from the guy. So he goes, who's the guy? I go, there's no guy. He's the guy. We <laughs> right. just let him off the hook. See, that's street smart. Yeah, you got to, you know. Right. There's no guy. My mom would teach everything. I mean, book stuff. And my dad would teach what you were talking about. My mother did tell me, you marry a Jew. They know how to treat their families. That's nice. Plus, there there's some Christmas trees. So <laughs> after a few beers. Um, sports. Oh, God. Games. You can say games if you want. It doesn't have to be. Who taught you all the games? Sports. That's all dad. That's all dad. Yeah. Because he was a really good athlete. What about like Scrabble? Uh, game. Yeah, they don't. They don't. I mean, I kind of drove everybody crazy. I was the game person. Yeah. So who taught you? Who's like? No one. I just loved games. I was the one that like literally rode the roller coaster, did any kind of games, all that shit. I did it. No one else in my family wanted to do it. So this is just you off the board? I don't know why. Self-taught? Learn to be. I just love competitive and all that stuff. And no one else in my family did. They didn't teach you how to hold a ball or throw a ball? My dad taught, oh, okay. taught me. Okay. I said, sports-wise, my dad was a great athlete. Okay. He taught me everything. But Mo. he only lasted a couple minutes before he. <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm going back in. Mo? Games. Well, you know, games. I went over to the O'Keefe's house and learned Pinochle. Our house was a crazy war zone. <laughs> I was like, get me out of here. And Mrs. O'Keefe would let me in. And they had a lot of good food and they were all fat. Right. And I got to hang out with them and learn Pinochle and hang out in their pool. I did go fishing. I learned how to fish with my dad and brothers. And I was, you know, I had my own tackle box. And I used to uh, collect baseball cards. And I was a big man. Do you fan. still fish? Oh, no, I hate it. I, hate, <laughs> I got a catfish one. I'm like, ah. But, um, I loved uh, baseball, and my dad would take me to see the Mets. You oh, could have you bad go. day. You could, you know, yeah. today you can have bad day. We went all this. We were all in on sports. You I couldn't think. do bad day. I today. Yeah. They, I, I taught my dad how to play all the sports. I don't know that one. I picked up from friends and whatever. But my mom always sat down and read the rules to the games, and this is how you. <laughs> this is how you play, and like this is how you know. And then she taught, and then that she's the one who taught us how to play all the games. You guys sound like you have like calm houses. Very where people calm. put things down and play not Neil's house was chaos. My my house was fairly calm. No, it was pretty calm. But we you how remember, many siblings? Just I uh, got two, two brothers, brothers. But we grew up. You got we grew Beating up overseas. Shit out of each other. So where, it was where? easy. Lenny in would Japan. never go there. Oh, no, That's from cool. first to like eighth grade. We were in Japan. Total Lenny chaos. would never go there. But Lenny ends up in more places than really I ever thought I'd end up in via this stupid business and well but would your families do like game night and no. stuff like yeah that? we had game night oh it's great Duck dad I mean, what are you talking <laughs> oh game you would have loved they our had game, game night. night we had game night we had trivial pursuit it was the they death match we turned it to like this death match <laughs> well we had stratego and you know but six kids you know in a little house like it was just insane <laughs> our house was like i knew everything sports of so the let's say trivial pursuit landed on sports i would just keep landing on sports and answering the questions my mother knew literature because she's a reader my sister kind of knew literature my father clearly knew history and geography like nobody's business because he Ugh. lived in all these places he ended up surviving in all these places trivial pursuit was awful for it us. Was, we were all too dumb it was a terrible really? <laughs> our family we were all so stupid it was like ah, one it was, it was like a torture game for a whole family because uh, no one was smart enough to play it it was entertainment? like fucking awful you guys all know, of it what? all of it was a horrible experience for everyone that is hilarious we're all stupid we're all like this sucks we gotta do that Let's as a play corner. life where we just put pegs in a car <laughs> that's, that's what we play there's wheels spinning yeah we were <laughs> those kind of games and then we'd go off the rail and throw oh, you guys we are could pathetic. not do trivial pursuit we have a smart family, but my mother, like, you know, when you have all this stuff going on and there's dishes piling up and things to do, yeah. if she pulled up uh, in the car, if you were relaxing right now, like sitting, you would jump up and start dusting. You couldn't <laughs> relax. When my friend said to me, Maureen, I'm going to be in the backyard this afternoon, you know, sunning. Like, you're allowed to sun yourself in the backyard? Like, you're allowed <laughs> yeah, to sit still? That was still? more closer to our family. <laughs> we, were, we were a little crazier and everyone was doing yeah. that. It was hard to no, do. But everyone had their TV night. You had your TV nights, like Tuesday night. Oh, forget about it. Your that television worked? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, the TV definitely worked. I mean, one I was the one who set the TV for the whole family. You know, the Happy Days, the Laverne and Shirley. That was one night. The Maud, the, the, the you know that that was one night. Yeah, Carol Burnett Show. Nobody missed. Love that. So it was definitely that we had definitely what we were going to watch. And my every year I would wait till the fall season come. I'm like, let's try this one. Let's try this one. And my because my father loved comedy. Like what? Just something funny. I would watch reruns of Ed Sullivan with my father, and we like he watched It's a Mad, 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 Mad yeah. World, and he'd go. Come here. He called me Mimi. Mimi, you got to see this movie from 1940 with this one in it. I'm like, all right. And I'd sit with him. All right. How about this one? Cooking. I, I Do I even ask your mom how to be the cook? Dad. Dad cook. Cooks really well. In fact, when I go home and the, the meatballs are there, I'm like, Mom, if you touch these, I said, stay away from them. <laughs> he can cook. And he cooks like basic stuff. Like he'll, he'll carve a nice turkey or ham or right. He Meatballs. Mashed potatoes is the best. You want to know the secret to the best mashed potatoes? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So he warms. You don't scald the milk. You warm the milk. Just mm-hmm. take the dead cold out of it. Put white chopped onions in it. Very, very small. Right. And white pepper. And then you put the, the onion in it. You don't taste it because it's softened wow. by the milk. And that's the best. Oh, there you go. Nice. First and recipe on a... Uh, no skins. Floor. No lumps. No skins. Oh, okay. That's cheating. Those are lazy people who didn't oh, peel the... Neil shit. cooking. I know the answer to this yeah, one. Yeah, my mom's mom, cooking. His his mom, his mom, Neil goes, is going home in July. Fourth of July is Neil's birthday, believe <laughs> it or not. Happy birthday, Is that Neil. unbelievable? Thank the fourth of July. And his mom bakes him a cake every year, red, white, and blue. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't Corey. think they enjoy it, but they have to still do it. <laughs> Where do they live? <laughs> they live in Virginia. Oh. Yeah. So she spoils him. He's the quintessential she, middle child. But she had cooking. Every, she cooks everything. She yeah. had some great meals. Yeah. My mother boils my everything. Mom co- my father, disgusting. if he cooked, we'd cry. But like from scratch, but my father would claim he's the best cook because when he cooked, he figured it out like he would be the one time we would order in in like a month, you know? So if he was pizza. He loved it because it was pe- he would order pizza. He's like, who's the best cook? We were like, you're the best cook, dad. It would drive my mother nuts just to, just to bust her balls. And then he goes, look, we're done cleaning. And then you just take the, the, <laughs> the thing funny, the pizza huh? came in. Yeah. Just close yeah, it and throw it in. See, was that hard? You know, like so it, you got his sense of humor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can I just tell you one thing when I was in college, um, I was hanging out with a classmate and, uh, we were cooking a nice meal. She goes, could you peel the shrimp? I, I mean, peel the garlic. I go, how do you do it? I don't know. How you do it. I didn't know how. I never saw garlic. We had no right. spices in Irish. I had no idea. Right. I didn't have shrimp till I was 22. <laughs> I didn't like shrimp till I was 22, I think. Um, okay. Something is bugging you. Who do you talk to? Who's the heart to heart? Mom. 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 <coughs> Mom. Took a long time. That's it. That's, that's it. All right. Let's do one more. Um, okay, you have to. Add, you were going on a per, uh, class trip or something like that. Who's signing the permission slip? Mom. Uh, yeah, probably. It would, it would be close. We probably didn't. My get, mom. We never gave dad responsibility. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't. Have, he's a giant toddler. We gave him no. <laughs> resp- and I could. I don't think he was a toddler, but it was more like he didn't. Un- he didn't go to school here, so he didn't even understand what a permission slip was. My father's from the South Bronx. Yeah, he didn't, oh. fi- he didn't finish <laughs> school here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, get you know, my mother would have to sign it just because. What you know, you can't let him go to that. Like my father, if you needed something, like you just try and Quick sneak that. it in. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. sneak it in. Hey, can I do that? Just you know, and then he finally learned. Ask your mother. Yeah, you couldn't sneak that in. All right, I think we're done with that one. Boom, that was fun. Mom or Dad, we should do that again sometime. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. All right, the way we end the show, Mo, is uh, one good thing or one bad thing of the week. So you can do, you can pick anything, one good thing, one bad thing. Okay. Um, I'll start. I've been watching uh, uh, Billions. Oh, yeah, I heard it was good. It was good. The ending was really good I this year. And Dan Soder's it. in it, a uh, friend of ours. And, and um, Brian Koppelman did comedy for a while. You know, there's been some good stuff. Uh, and then yesterday you said you watched the Tonys. Brian C- Cranston winning for Network. He's inspiring because he, like, he didn't that was pretty funny. hit till 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, but those, and the, now the he's Tonys in everything. was good. It was funny. It made was it late in his really career. Well produced. It was so, yeah, show. some good uh, some good shows on TV lately. Yeah. Billions, I recommend. There you go. I didn't, go ahead, I didn't that's my one good thing. You're the second person or third person that said it was really good. It's very good this year. Oh, uh, my thing? Yep. Uh, I guess my thing is total New York thing. I rode my bike, and then I rode right into the Puerto Rican Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I just love it. I think it's so... The Puerto Rican so Day Parade is a fun parade. Yeah, because it's just so crazy. The I big mean, no matter what, it just like... I rode right into it. I caught the tail end, you know, because I saw the helicopters, but I caught the tail end, and then it flowed in the Central Park. <clears throat> yeah, and just the outfits and the the, sound, oh, the music. I don't know. It's, pretty, they, it's, it's the most crazy. fun it's parade. Really funny. It's just <clears throat> for anybody not from here. What, we were watching it on the news for a second last <laughs> night, and 
de blasio didn't show up so for some he's trying to run for yeah. president so yeah. he's somewhere running for president and everybody else was there the governor was there and all a couple of the lack of clothing but, and the shit yeah, that funny. people leave their house it just bananas the they will wear anything in a puerto rican flag can't outfit walk out wearing i mean i it just it's just amazing i and, love it yeah. it just blows my mind <laughs> and i'm not talking about women i'm talking about the men and everybody the, women. the men and everyone's got like almost no clothes on it's very strange <laughs> but it's great Where, what story. street were you on with the pondering thing that was good but oh. we were watching and so the blazer doesn't show up and then now they're asking people do you care that the mayor don't show up and they're all like i don't get it you don't show up <laughs> you know i wasn't gonna vote for him anyway you know that was that was the that's your news story okay <laughs> anyway mo one good thing one bad thing of the week okay the good thing well i this is just an aside i do like that a real play uh won a tony the ferryman instead of one of these remakes of abba the other <laughs> Huh. The best thing was I went to um, Massachusetts to perform, and it was just so nice to take a ride and hang out with some good friends and just see some, you know, some beautiful areas. The worst thing, sadly, is that a cousin of mine is not well, and I'm praying for her. So send good energy. There okay. we go. All right, Maureen Langan is at maureenlangan dot com, mm-hmm. and social media is at Maureen Langan. Yep, L A N G A N. Well, thank and daughter of a garbage man dot com. It takes you all the same place. And oh. on the Facebook. Okay. When uh, are you performing it anytime soon that we should know about? Yeah, just follow my stuff on. All right, follow like Maureen. It. Go see that show. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this. This was coming. fun, Wasn't you guys. It? Thank you. you. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Bye-bye. week. Bye. Thank you.